Hello, and welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast created and produced by the Odell Public Library. I'm Emily Lenore. Hi, I'm Krista Mapes. Hi, everyone. I'm Gillian Larson. On this episode of Between the Stacks, we'll be discussing Stack Attack, our book picks for Women's History Month, and what we are currently reading, plus our segments Tech Talk and Ask a Librarian. But first, some announcements. Library Cards for Kids. Odell Library has set up an agreement with the Morrison Community School District that allows any kindergartner through 12th grade student that lives outside city limits to get a free library card. If you have any questions about this or would like to apply for a card, please give us a call or email us. So we have an announcement about AARP tax preparation. Please call Odell with the following information to be placed on the AARP tax preparation list. An AARP representative will then call you to schedule an appointment or discuss options. Please be patient as this is a fairly busy tax season. Thanks to our generous community and friends group, Odell has added a good number of large print materials to the collection, including classics, popular authors, and nonfiction. The Odell Public Library Friends have also generously sponsored 25 tickets to the following virtual fireside chats. Author John Stanford on April 14, 2021 at 7 o'clock p.m. Also the author Alex Coltles, May 6, 2021 at 7 p.m. Uh, Registration is required for this ticketed virtual event. Reserve your place by completing the Google form located in the description box of this episode. Patrons are welcome to suggest questions for the author up to 10 days prior to the event by emailing ask.odell.library at gmail.com. So another reminder about community picks. We'd love to hear about what you're reading, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Fill out the Google form to submit a book review. It is located in the episode description box. We'll post reviews on our bulletin board at Odell and may even feature a review or two in a future Between the Stacks episode with your permission, of course. Virtual Storytime takes place each Wednesday evening from 7 to 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Snuggle up with your young people and enjoy themed stories, songs, and rhymes with Miss Katie each week. Storytime videos remain posted online for two weeks, so watch anytime. We know it has been hard to be stuck inside for so long. Remember that Odell has the following in our children's collection to help you educate, entertain, and enjoy your time together. We have magazines, lots of great animal and dino mags, Leap reader pins, dogs, and books, great for preschool and emergent readers, level readers, graphic novels, board books, picture books, and chapter books, ebooks through Omni Libraries, and DVDs. And lastly, we have Discovery Book Packs available still. These themed backpacks make checkout a breeze for families on the go. Each pack includes five to seven books, early literacy tips and activities, and a non-electronic toy. Available topics include bedtime, things that go, colors, cats, dogs, ABCs, and construction with many more on the way. So for our March book order, Krista is our book wizard and she will tell us about the incoming March books. So we have a total of 96 books 
incoming for the March book order. So I'm just going to list off some of the popular adult authors and we might discuss some of these books more in depth next episode since we have a very booked schedule for this one. You said last month was like 40 something books? Yeah, so we've got like 50 more books coming in. Yeah, that takes some time. Yeah, so these are just a few of our popular adult authors. We've got C.J. Box, Laura Childs, Jude Devereaux, Janet Ivanovich, Stephen King, Dean Koontz, Fern Michaels, James Patterson, which we have two of his books coming in. Both are for adult fiction. It's you, not... say, you say this as you're like smirking at me. Yeah. Because, oh, never mind. Because you you hate James Patterson. I don't, okay, it's not hate. I don't hate Mr. Patterson. Okay. I just, I just have beef with how many books he puts out and I know they're all ghostwriters and it's okay. You know, if I was a successful author, I, I would love people would write for me. Yeah, but would, would you I, take all the credit? Not like Mr. Patterson, no. Okay, moving on from that little tidbit, we've also got Tracy Peterson, Lisa Scottaline, Danielle Steele, and Stuart Woods, and many, many more authors as well. It's just those are a few of the popular authors. Like I said, we have a lot of books coming in this month. Okay, so also if you would like to view this March book order, it can be found by scrolling to the bottom of Odell's homepage at odellpubliclibrary.com. You can also reserve your favorite titles by logging into your library account and placing holds at search.prairiecat.in. Well, speaking of beef with James Patterson, I'm the resident cattle farmer around here, and I've devised a way for Gillian to settle her beef with James Patterson once and for all. What? I introduce to you Stack Attack, a literary March Madness bracket. Now, I love basketball, and I've been filling out a March Madness bracket since I was in 8th grade. And this year, I figured we would do something with the library to bring the excitement of March Madness basketball right to Odell. Let me preview some of the matchups in our first round. We have James Patterson versus Brad Thor. J.D. Robb slash Nora Roberts taking on Dorothea Benton Frank. Alexander McCall Smith versus James Rollins. Tom Clancy is taking on John Grisham in round one. Beverly Lewis against Cheryl Woods. Iris Johansson versus Nicholas Sparks. And CJ Box versus David Rosenfeld. Now, to vote on these matchups and a few others, go to our Facebook page or our Instagram to vote on round one. Voting begins the day this episode comes out, March 15th. And, to spice things up a bit, if James Patterson wins our entire bracket and is the champion of Stack Attack, Gillian will have to message him on his Facebook, which is the best way to get a hold of him, and ask him to be on the podcast. So, if you'd like to agitate Gillian, please vote for James Patterson. But if you'd like to spare her this defeat, then I guess vote for Brad Thor in the first round. For those of you who are like me, and we don't really pay attention to March Madness because sports is not our forte, but books are, and you want to be a part of the Stack Attack, how exactly are we going to go about doing this? Can you explain that, Emily? Yeah. We will have a picture of the bracket on our Facebook page, but really all you need to do 
is just vote for the author you want to win in certain matchups. So, for example, Tom Clancy versus John Grisham, you would vote for either one of them. You don't really need to know much about basketball to understand this. It's mainly just kind of like a showdown almost between different authors and there's, there's no basketball knowledge required. It's, it'll be really easy and basically you just vote on our Facebook page or our Instagram. Awesome. If James Patterson wins, then I have to contact him personally yep. and ask him what to be on the podcast or something. Yeah. Exactly. Are you kidding me? No. no. This is. That's oh, what you agreed man. to. Yeah, do this. So we're not forcing her to do anything. Okay. All Don't right. Wow. Okay. Well, up next, we will be discussing Women's History Month books as it is currently the month of March. So these books are relevant to women's history and we've each chosen some that we enjoyed reading. So I'll go first. I remember reading I Am Malala, The Girl Who Stood Up for Education and Was Shot by the Taliban by Christina Lamb and Malala Yousafzai. So I read this, I think, in high school. I had to read it for like a huge research paper that I wrote about Malala, and she is one of the most amazing people, I think. If you don't know who she is, she is a young woman who... Well, then she was a girl, actually. Holy cow. And her village, unfortunately, was overrun by the Taliban, and they prevented the education of young women. And she stood up to them, and she, unfortunately, um, was targeted by this group of terrorists and wound up in the hospital. But I think she moved to London, and she uh, is now attending college. And so she's just a big advocate for women's rights, education. She's very inspirational, and I really like this book. The next book I have is called Headstrong, 52 Women Who Changed Science and the World by Rachel Swaby. Shout out to my friend Matthew who gave me this book for Christmas, I think, or my birthday, one of the two. And I like this book. It's it's nonfiction and it's you just flip through it and it's, of course, in the title, it's 52 Women Who Changed Science. And it's super interesting. And one of my favorite women in there is Hedy Lamarr, who actually invented Wi-Fi and, and she's so cool. So... Yeah, shout out to Hetty as well. <laughs> Technically, she didn't invent why she didn't. She, she didn't. Invented, like, she, she was inspired by a travesty in World War II, and then she was an actress. But she wanted to invent something that would help us win the war, so to speak. So she invented a a type of radio hopping frequency that enabled us later on to figure out how to use how to invent Wi-Fi, basically. The last book I have, it's not really a book. It's actually a play. It's a play called A Doll's House by Norwegian playwright Henrik Ibsen. And this was written in 1879, but I recently read it for school. In case anybody didn't know, I'm a theater major. <laughs> and so I read this play, and we talked about its modern themes of feminism and women's rights. And it follows uh, the story of this young woman who is not necessarily trapped in a marriage, but she feels like a doll, basically. She's pampered by her husband. She has these children that she's not really raising as well as she would like to and it's it's a play all about challenging society and what really is a woman's role then in you know the 1870s but it's still really relevant to now I think so those are my three books awesome so I'm up next however I don't have any nonfiction women history books because I'm sorry to say this I don't really read nonfiction unless That's okay. it's for school. And so I have chosen some fictional books that have really strong women characters in them, though. Cool. So I have Uprooted by Naomi Novik, 
this book is about a woman who gets chosen from her village by a wizard who they call a dragon what because he's he's really mean but the reason why he chose her was so that she could become his apprentice oh like the giver no oh <laughs> no okay <laughs> no not so not like the giver at all well it's just about this man who is a wizard going to this village choosing this woman who whose name is Agnesica and it just goes through her experiences with learning magic and then having to face this daunting darkness that's in this forest that's like overtaking the whole freaking world I love this book I have it I own it really yes nice Cool. So um, strong woman character learns magic. Yes. That's awesome. And then another book that I have is Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Moss. Nice. And I was actually recommended this book series through one of our former colleagues, Olivia Norman. It's about this young woman who is an assassin. Like, she spent several years in a camp because she finally got caught she was taught like when she was 10 or 11 like like black widow sort of yeah she is in a camp but she gets chosen by the prince of this nation she is freaking amazing because she kills things so easily maybe that's just well, that's okay. a bad thing, but, like, in the fictional well, world, that's, like, good, I'm assuming, right? It's, it's, like, good, especially in this sort of situation, because as of right now in their kingdom, like, the king, who is the prince's dad, actually, like... <laughs> really? Yes! The king! He, like, slaughters oh, the elves and oh. the kingdom. Oh, there's elves? So she slaughters... <laughs> People? No, she, the king does. No, the, the king slaughters people, the and king it's her job to, The king slaughters the elves. Okay. And she is then tasked with, like, protecting the prince in a sort of certain way, but she's having to face this, once again, like, darkness. It's an evil, evil entity. Okay. That the king has unleashed this darkness within their world because he's wanting to like slaughter the elves who have magical abilities and to do that he had to unleash this evil but those are my two books cool yeah okay i guess it's my turn (laughs) i have chosen three nonfiction books because unlike krista i pretty much only read nonfiction. you're built different so the first book i've chosen and the first two are about space in NASA because I like that very much. So, the first book I've chosen is Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shetterly. So there's a movie called Hidden Figures. It's based on this book, also of the same name. And it is the phenomenal true story of the black female mathematicians at NASA whose calculations helped fuel some of America's greatest achievements in space. 
Before John Glenn orbited the Earth, or Neil Armstrong walked on the moon, a group of dedicated female mathematicians known as human computers used pencil slide rules and adding machines to calculate the numbers that would launch rockets and astronauts into space. Among these problem solvers were a group of exceptionally talented African-American women, some of the brightest minds of their generation. Originally relegated to teaching math in the South segregated public schools, they were called into service during the labor shortages of World War II, when America's aeronautics industry was in dire need of anyone who had the right stuff. Suddenly, these overlooked math whizzes had a shot at jobs worthy of their skills, and they answered Uncle Sam's call, moving to Hampton, Virginia, and the fascinating high-energy world of the Langley Memorial Aeronautical Laboratory. Even as Virginia's Jim Crow laws required them to be segregated from their white counterparts, the women of Langley's all-black West Computing Group helped America achieve one of the things that it desired most. It is the decisive victory over the Soviet Union in the Cold War and complete domination of the heavens. Starting in World War II and moving through to the Cold War, the Civil Rights Movement, and the Space Race, Hidden Figures follows the interwoven accounts of Dorothy Vaughn, Mary Jackson, Katherine Johnson, and Christine Darden, four African-American women who participated in some of NASA's greatest successes. It chronicles their careers over nearly three decades as they faced challenges, forced, forged alliances, and used their intellect to change their own lives and their country's future. And then Dang. the second book that I have is also about women in, in the space industry, and cool. it's called Rise of the Rocket Girls. Ooh. In the 1940s and 50s, when the newly minted Jet Propulsion Laboratory needed quick-thinking mathematicians to calculate velocities and plot trajectories, they didn't turn to male graduates. Rather, they recruited an elite group of young women whose only pencil, paper, and mathematical prowess transformed rocket design, helped bring about the first American satellites, and made the exploration of the solar systems possible. For the first time, Rise of the Rocket Girls tells the stories of these women, known as human computers who broke the boundaries of both gender and science. Based on extensive research and interviews with all living members of the team, Rise of the Rocket Girls offers a unique perspective on the role of women in science, both where we've been and the far reaches of space to which we're heading. Holy cow. That's insane. So they're kind of similar. I mean, they're both following female mathematicians, but, you know, kind of different. Kind of, they're both different books, and they both have, you know, different information in them, so. And also... Sally Ride, the first American women in, woman in space, also wrote a book. She wrote a lot of children's books, and she's passed away now, but oh. I would also recommend those. And there's a biography that she published with her partner. I believe it's just called Sally Ride, but I haven't got my hands on it yet, but that's a book I'm looking to read. And then my final recommendation is called Ida B. the Queen, The Extraordinary Life and Legacy of Ida B. Wells. In 1862, Ida B. Wells was born enslaved in Holly Springs, Mississippi. In 2020, she won a Pulitzer Prize. Wells committed herself to the needs of those who did not have power. In the eyes of the FBI, this made her a, quote, dangerous Negro agitator. In the annals of history, it makes her an icon. Ida B. the Queen tells the awe-inspiring story of a pioneering woman who was often overlooked and underestimated. A woman who refused to exit a train car meant for white passengers, a woman who brought light to the horrors of lynching in America, a woman who co-founded the NAACP. Written by Wells' great-granddaughter Michelle Duster, this book is a unique visual celebration of Wells' life and the black experience. 
A century after her death, Wells' genius is being celebrated in popular culture by politicians through song, public artwork, and landmarks. Like her contemporaries Frederick Douglass and Susan B. Anthony, Wells left an indelible mark on history, one that can still be felt today. As America confronts the unfinished business of systematic racism, Ida B. the Queen pays tribute to a transformational leader and reminds us of the power we all hold to smash the status quo. That's awesome. So, yeah, and this is brand new. We just got it in Odell, so it's on the new shelf. No. And it's very interesting. And, yeah, I really enjoyed reading it. Thanks, Emily. It's a very <clears throat> unique cover, too. It's got yeah, all these different colors. Yeah, it looks really and... nice. And there's a really nice drawing of her on the front. And yeah. It, yeah, it definitely looks like a good book. Hey, it's Krista from Between the Stacks, and I'm here to tell you about a cool feature you might want to take advantage of. Our listeners can send us voice messages on our podcast website. If you have a question for Tech Talk or Ask a Librarian, have information about something we should cover on the show, or want to send us feedback, send us a voice message on anchor.fm backslash between the stacks, and you may hear yourself on a future episode. So, the next segment is Tech Talk. This week's question for Tech Talk from one of our listeners is, do you offer movie slash TV show checkouts? So, that is a yes. We do offer checkouts for movies and TV shows. And we actually got a donation from our friends of the library. And they gave us money to order some new kids movies. So I'm just going to list off a few of those movies. We've got Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not the one with Johnny Depp. It's the one with Gene Wilder. We've got Minions. Also, all the Despicable Me. (laughs) We also got a few Pokemon movies. We've got uh, some classic Disney movies like Tangled. We also got the... Scoob movie, which I love Scooby-Doo, mm. uh, and I have watched that movie, and it's pretty dang good if you haven't watched it. We also grabbed the Angry Birds movies, a few Curious George movies, and Secret Life of Pets, Ooh. and Trolls. So a lot of, you're saying a lot of the more recent, a lot of the more like recent animated, animated kids movies that we yeah. did not have. That we did not have, and a few of the old school ones. Thank you again to the Odell Public Library friends and our amazing community donors. Odell was able to purchase over 50 new DVDs for the collection, so thank you guys. So our next segment is books we are currently reading. So a book that I am currently reading, other than books for school, <laughs> I am currently reading the manga Horimiya. So this manga is about the character Kyoko Hori, who is known for being smart, attractive, and popular. On the other hand, her classmate, the boring, gloomy Izumi Miyamura, tends to get painted as a loser fanboy because he wears glasses and has long hair that covers his face. But when liberally pierced and tattooed, not to mention downright gorgeous Miyamura appears unexpectedly 
on the doorstep of secretly plain Jane homebody Hori, these two similarly dissimilar teenagers discover that there are multiple sides to every story and person. So that's really cute. That sounds really interesting. It's, it's adorable and I love it. And it's being made into an anime. <gasps> is it really? It is. However, only over in Japan right now. Oh. It's not here in America yet. Sad face. Sad face. So I am actually currently reading a book entitled How I Stole Johnny Depp's Alien Girlfriend. What? Wait, I'm not kidding. It's How I Stole Johnny Depp's Alien Girlfriend by Gary Ger- G- Gishwin. It is about a kid named David Gershwin. His summer is about to take a turn for the weird when his dad's new patient Zelda tells him she's from outer space and on a quest to take Johnny Depp back to her planet. He knows he should run away screaming, but with one look from her mean green eyes, David's hooked and soon he's leaping across rooftops, running from police and stealing cars just to stay by her side. He might not be a typical hero, but David's going to get the girl even if it takes him to the ends of the earth or beyond. That's ridiculous. It's not like, ridiculous. It's no, a good like, book. in a good way, it's ridiculous. Like, it's just wild. Like it, it's a far out idea. Literally, far out. It's a literal <laughs> far out idea. It's just, I'm so impressed that the author was able to, like, just, huh, what, what if this happened? <laughs> yeah. I think this is, it's really good so far. I really like it. I'm only a few chapters in, but that's, I mean, that's what I'm currently reading. So if anybody's curious, mm-hmm. I would check it out pretty good so far. What are you reading, Emily? Thank you for sharing, Krista. I am reading Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup by John Carreyou. Can I just, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. You have the book in front of you. I talked about a young adult novel about Johnny Depp. You're talking about a manga, and I love how Emily is just like this large, serious book bad blood it just it was really funny to me in 2015 theranos founder and ceo elizabeth holmes was widely seen as the female steve jobs a brilliant stanford dropout whose startup unicorn promised to revolutionize the medical industry with a machine that would make blood testing significantly faster and easier backed by investors such as larry ellison and tim draper theranos sold shares in a fundraising round that valued the company at more than nine billion putting holmes worth at an estimated 4.5 billion dollars there was just one problem the technology didn't work for years Holmes had been misleading investors and retail partners such as Safeway and Walgreens hiding the fact that their technology was flawed and had serious limitations meanwhile Holmes and her partner Sonny Balwani fostered a mercutial and highly secretive workplace environment in which Theranos employees routinely saw their colleagues fired for raising red flags Their deception would lead to nearly 1 million false test results, some of which seriously jeopardized the health of patients. When John Carreyou, a reporter at the Wall Street Journal, got a tip and started asking questions, both Carreyou and the Journal were threatened with lawsuits, as were many of Carreyou's sources. Undaunted, the newspaper ran the first of dozens of Theranos articles in late 2015. By early 2017, the company's value was zero, and in June 2018, Holmes was indicted on federal wire fraud charges. Here is the gripping story of the biggest corporate fraud since Enron, a cautionary tale set amid the bold promises and gold rush frenzy of Silicon. And there's also a podcast about this. It's called The Dropout by ABC News, and they do interview John Carreyou for it. It's very interesting. 
So yeah, it's just a really wild story, and so I definitely recommend you either listen to the podcast or read the book. Well, that wraps up the books that we are currently reading. Our next segment is Ask a Librarian. So the question this week is, what are some of the jobs you all do? So some of the jobs that that I do here at Odell, my main job is to process books, which means that I put the labels on the books and the barcodes, and I write inside of the book like how much it costs. If the book doesn't come to us with a cover on it, I put the covers on, which is either a laminate cover or a mylar cover. Other jobs that I do at the library is repair books. So book doctor. The book doctor. I'm a wizard and a doctor. I'm Doctor Strange. <gasps> oh my gosh. That is the coolest thing in the uh, world. That made me so happy. So sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what other jobs do I do here? I feel like I do a lot more. Well, everybody has kind of like the blanket responsibilities of, you know, desk work, answering the phones, making appointments, yeah. putting books away, making sure that the daily things are done, but then each of us kind of branch out and have our own little little special little jobs that we're in charge of. I'm also branching out to cataloging right now Mm -hmm. just to learn that job but that's Lisa's job mainly so I wouldn't really say that's my area. So you're the book doctor and the wizard and I am the undertaker. My my normal thing besides like the daily things I withdraw book records and patrons from the system, so books that have either been lost, damaged, yeah, my job is to take them out of the system, mark them up, draw all over Krista's beautiful work, they've been damaged, and uh, scan them through thrift, and make sure that we are weeding sections appropriately. Yeah. So that is my main thing. It's not a fun job. It's, I like it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a fun job because you have to get rid of books. Oh yeah, for sure, but that's why I come home with like a lot of books sometimes is because no one else wants them and I'll take them. Another thing I do, I dabble in a little bit, is graphic design for the library. Another one of my jobs is getting books prepared to be cataloged and shipped away from this library from the genealogy room. So books that are really important to Morrison and and the Whiteside County area. I have been in that room kind of knee deep in genealogical documents just scanning them and making sure that they're in the system and everything and now we're all working on the podcast so that's yeah, another so job that's, that we all do that is emily you are the youngest who's only been here for some time what are your responsibilities i guess i'm like our odds and ends person because I, I just get things assigned to me randomly mm-hmm. and i guess also i do a lot of our editing and research and writing for the podcast while i'm here so i guess that's kind of also my main job now but yes, I am our least senior employee. <laughs> I'm at the bottom of the ladder if there was a ladder. There's not a ladder here. <laughs> if you have any questions for Tech Talk or Ask a Librarian, send us an email with the subject line between the stacks at ask.odell.library at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Tune in on March 29th for the next one. And until then, happy reading! Between the Stacks is hosted by Gillian Larson, Krista Mapes, and Emily Lenore. This episode was written by Gillian Larson and Emily Lenore, with editing and audio production by Emily Lenore. Hey, I think I know her. Special thanks to the entire Odell Library staff, library board, and friends of Odell. 
Thanks to all of our wonderful patrons who support the library, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast.